This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, it's Friday, November 12th, 20. 21. Um, Rudy Gobert wants all the smoke. Smackdown! Uh, don't forget he does MMA, and if you want to fight him, find him on social media. Or don't. Find him in the parking lot. I'm Come not on, sure which man. place. Come on. Come on. Need to talk about uh, the Jazz. Need to talk about generally in the NBA. I have no idea what's going on this year. This has been the strangest 12-game start I can remember. Um, Jazz and Pacers brawl. We'll talk about that. Odell Beckham Jr.'s an L.A. Ram. Jake is going to go out on a date with a Mormon chick. Jake? No comment. I thought we had rules and laws in this town. Yeah, well, the rules and laws were anybody with a heartbeat, if I remember correctly. So Okay, there you go. Um, you know, you need to play your newest drop right there. Um, <laughs> because she does have a heartbeat. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but she also has something else. Um, you know, uh, I'm not. No, no, yes, I'm not. It. I'm not feeding into your. <laughs> I'm not feeding into your childish games. Uh, it'll happen. Um, there is a new world record for stupidest eating human. And yes, we're referring to Cafe Rio versus Chipotle. Yeah. Um, because there is a story that is absolutely going to require a hydro jet for your butt. We'll tell you, thank you. We'll tell you that story coming up. Um, Yeah. By the way, a week from now, it's pretty much over. We are in the home stretch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's coming down to it, man. A week and a half until Maui. Yeah. We're we're right there, man. We're right there. We got, let's see. So for me, um, yeah, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday will be a week away until I get on, get on an airplane. Now, the last time we went to Hawaii, we got fired together. The last That's time right. we went yeah. to Hawaii together. And by the way, quick story, then we'll, then we'll get to the jazz and Rudy getting his ass kicked and all that good stuff. But <laughs> the last time we went to Maui, we were driving cause this, we lived in Phoenix at this time. We were driving to LA cause we were going to fly out of LA to go to Maui or whatever. Uh-huh. And we were literally talking about on the drive out to L.A. how we thought we might get fired. And then sure enough, bada boom, bada bing, one thing leads to another. I am amazed at how much better our lives have become. (laughs) Seriously. I can't even, you know, like I can't even, I don't even. Facts. Yeah, we're not going. Yeah. The crap hole radio station. I don't, we don't. Yeah. Nah, we balling now. Uh, Yeah, so anyway. Um, let's talk about the UFC event, uh, that did not take place at Vivint <laughs> arena last night. Um, Pacers and jazz, the jazz lose this game. And frankly, they lost this game and it was ugly. Yeah. Um, and I'll just continue to say about this Utah jazz team. Defense is a problem now. I mean, there, there's no, there's no more sugarcoating it. There's no more spinning it. The Utah jazz are a mediocre defensive team. And when you have the three-time defensive player of the year on your team, it's a little shocking that, you know, Malcolm Brogdon dominated you. That you, I mean, you have 
uh, the Indiana Pacers, who on paper, you're a much better team than the Pacers. But Miles Turner is shooting wide open threes. Mm -hmm. You're not communicating. Uh, It's all well and good that there was a brawl that we're going to talk about in a minute. And it's all well and good that, you know, the Jazz are the best team that's ever played in the NBA. We get it. They're not very good right now. And Jake, frankly, I don't know how you fix this. And I don't really know that they know how to fix it. Yeah. So I think on the show, we've had a lot of people talking about um, in the past, like not yesterday, but like in the past, we've had some comments about how, you know, maybe Quinn Snyder, you know, needs to be brought into the conversation. Maybe this is more than just the players. Last night, I felt like for the first time when I was watching this team, I felt like this team was unhinged. I felt like this team had a lack of composure. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't just the fight. It, you could if you're watching this game in its totality, you're watching this thing build. You're watching yeah, the the reaction to some of the fouls being called and the way they're handling. Like like a good example of this was Donovan when he tried to take a charge on T.J. McConnell and they called it a block. And then Donovan goes running away and sits on the scorer's table. So this isn't just a Rudy problem. I want to be really clear about that. That this is a Donovan Mitchell problem. This is a Rudy Gobert problem. Uh, and frankly. Um, Joe Ingles is part of it, but not as big of a factor. Joe Ingles does a pretty good amount of trash talking as well, which is why we love him. But, but this team seems to struggle mentally against gritty teams. And the Pacers are, are the truest, uh, example of that. The, the Pacers are a team that are definitely not a good team, right? Well, I mean, we can all agree on that. They're not a world beater. They're not someone you got to be, uh, intimidated by in terms of their talent. But they're a team that knows that and, and is well aware of that and are now going to play physical, you know. And we've been talking about on this show for a long time how the Jazz are in a place where they're, they're with all due respect, a bit of a softer team. They're not a team that is real chippy. They're not a team that, that plays a real physical brand of basketball. Don sometimes will play some physical basketball, but overall the, the, the narrative on this team, the vibe of this team is not one that's chippy. It's not one that's tough. So you get into this game last night at home, by the way, um, and the Pacers are taking it to you physically, and you're not dealing with that well. And then after the game, you want to talk about officiating or you want to talk about getting into fights on social media or whatever. And I'm just sitting here saying, once again, just like any game last year where we heard them complaining about officiating, this team is focused on the wrong things. This team wants to complain about officiating this team wants to complain about oh well the league is letting these guys do too much okay that's all fine and dandy the problem with that is is that you're you're not taking responsibility for what happened and this is the issue the true issue I have with Quinn and the team overall Quinn Snyder needs to needs to get into this this locker room and he needs to say enough is enough when are we going to stop complaining about officiating and when are we going to start executing our end of the bargain, which is playing better team defense. And then this obviously goes right into what we were discussing yesterday on the show about roster construction and the fact that they can't keep up on defense. So as you can see, it all works together. But I just felt like last night was was like very immature out of this team. That's that's what that's what I left the game feeling. You know, it's like the fourth quarter, nine minutes left. I'm like, all right, you know, they're probably gonna lose this game. It's nine thirty, you know, let's go to bed, right? And then what do I get? A text from you. Hey, bro, are you watching the game? There's a huge brawl going on. 
and I'm standing in my bathroom trying to get my eyeballs taken care of. Were, were you naked? I wasn't naked, unfortunately, but I am svelte, you know? I, I, I am nice to look at. Yeah, so. you're cut. Yeah, so anyway, so I turn the damn TV back on, and I'm like, dude, come on, man. It's the Pacers, and you're getting in a fight. Like, what are we doing? That's honestly what I felt like. Well, you know, the thing that really stands out to me is that the officiating thing now is damaging the ball club. I mean, every team complains about the officials. I get it. Not every team is getting into a consistent war with the officials on a night-in, night-out basis where your most important player, who right now is Rudy Gobert, is getting technical fouls. Note his ejection last night. He already had one technical foul before the fight. Uh, my guess is he'd have been ejected no matter what. But yeah. he winds up with two technical fouls last night and a fight and an ejection after the game. Listen to Rudy Gobert here. Sit up on the podium and blame the officials. At some point, like, you know, we at some point we might have to like, I might have to stand up for myself if you know if also if the officials keep doing the what they've been doing over this season, you know, like I'm they allow guys to do way too much shit, and you know I, I keep my head cool because I, you know, I have a lot of self control. I'm not gonna fight on the basketball court. Uh, but if somebody want to fight, I'm easy to reach. I, I just don't understand this mentality. And, you know, I, I get it. Rudy Gobert's a competitor, and he is a hell of a player. But Rudy Gobert gives as much as he gets. Mm -hmm. And the, the issue with Rudy Gobert, and I was actually um, texting with a, a former NBA official the other week about this, Um the issue with Rudy Gobert is he has no relationship with the officials. And when you constantly battle the officials, they're all aware of it. They all talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's in pregame reports. And you get no favor from the officials when you call them out or disrespect them. Mm -hmm. And that's what Rudy Gobert is doing. And last night, Donovan Mitchell's doing the same thing. Donovan Mitchell got ejected because he, much like Joe Ingles, who ran in and body blocked an official last night, mm -hmm. which is why he got ejected. At the end of this whole scrum, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell made contact with an official and got ejected for it. He was not like, with all due respect to the Utah Jazz media members, they're talking about how Donovan got ejected for defending Rudy Gobert. He was never defending Rudy Gobert. No. That's not what Donovan Mitchell was doing. And at the end of this whole thing, he made contact with an official and got ejected for it. Here's Donovan after the game. It's really at a point now where the referees are allowing, especially like tonight, like the referees are allowing this to, to get out of hand. Like, you know, we're playing through contact and, you know, we're competitors. Like both teams, you know, you play through contact, you talk shit, you do whatever. But at some point, it's continuing to build. You can sense that. You know what I mean? And it's like, like you got to draw the line early. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're going to get situations like that where we're, you know, we feel like we're in a situation where we could possibly come back and then you eject three, you know, three key guys. So what did he really say? But the officials are why we lost the game. No, they're not. And when you're talking about ejecting three key guys, Rudy Gobert got into a fight. You're going to get ejected for that. Joe Ingles, I mean, if you go back and watch the, the, the video, mm -hmm. Joe Ingles body blocked an official. Yeah. Like, you're getting ejected for that. And then Donovan Mitchell is so pissed at Keelan Martin. Who? He's going after Keelan Martin, who I'm going to guess said something to Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan absolutely lost his wig and then 
won't let it go, and then makes contact with an official at the end of this thing. Mm -hmm. And you're blaming the officials for ejecting those three players. Which one of those ejections was uncalled for? You cannot body block an official. Joe Ingles did that. You're gone. Mm -hmm. By the way, Joe's second ejection of the year. Mm -hmm. You cannot get into a fight like Rudy did. You're gone. And then Donovan Mitchell lost his cool and, again, made contact with an official. You're ejected. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. You you can't sit here, and, and I want to play the Donovan Mitchell bite again because listen to how much blame and how little – accountability is in this soundbite it's really at a point now where the referees are allowing especially like tonight like the referees are allowing this to to get out of hand like you know we're playing through contact and you know we're competitors like both teams you know you play through contact you talk shit you do whatever but at some point it's continuing to build you can sense that you know what i mean it's like like you got to draw the line early you know what i mean otherwise you're going to get situations like that where we're you know we feel like we're in a situation where we could possibly come back and then you eject three you know three key guys a, where is your – does anybody remember the Philadelphia game last year, right, when, when Donovan and I think Rudy got ejected as well, mm -hmm. right before the All-Star break where they had lost, I think, in Charlotte, mm -hmm. and then they go to Philly and lose? This is the exact same thing that happened in Philly. This is the same team as last year. Mm -hmm. Where is your maturity? Where is your, your – just simply, where is your, your composure? Like, it is shocking to see – a guy of Donovan Mitchell's caliber, a superstar, a stud, getting into a melee in the NBA. You just don't see that. It's so, A, beyond the fact that it's just not smart. Yeah. B, the, the risk of injury, the, the, the fine, the ejection, the, like. And you notice, too, what's funny, it's funny you bring that up. One thing that I felt like went unnoticed about this whole brawl is that Mike Conley did a great job of staying out of the scrum. Like, he was around, right? Like, he was on the physical floor, but he did, he understood the moment. He was like, okay, I, I can't get into that, right? Like, I can't, you've got Don, you've got Joe, you've got Rudy. Like, he recognized the moment. And I think as much criticism as he gets on this show about his injuries and, and that whole thing, I think he deserves some credit here for being able to say, okay, I know that those guys are gone. Like, I'm an NBA player. I know what's about to take place right here. Yeah. So that that experience is is really what separates Conley from the rest of the guys on this team because I feel like Don Don can learn a lot out of this. And and my my fear is is that he's not going to learn much. He's just going to say, well, the officials cost us, and this is why that happened. Oh. And that's the hard part. Like this is and and as much as I hate to say it, if you were if you were in a place where you had more dynamic athleticism on this team and you were able to play a higher level of defense, none of this would have happened because they wouldn't have been bowling you like they were. And you know the hardest part about this whole thing is? It's shocking. And why is it shocking? Because the Utah Jazz should be an elite basketball team. Mm -hmm. This should still be the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah. And, and I don't know what's happened to this team. I don't know where they have gone mentally, but like there's just there's something missing here. And it that's why what happened last night is just so shocking is the word that I keep coming back to. Like Rudy Gobert is an MVP candidate by any measure. And you're getting into a brawl where you're pulling a huge human being down on top of you. 
and then you're getting into a hug fest and you're trying to do a, a, a takedown of a guy, they get back up, they do whatever this hugging thing is, and Rudy Gobert is trying to throw Miles Turner down to the ground and could not do it. Yeah, good luck with that. And I'm just I, I'm the reason I'm so flabbergasted by this is because this is an elite basketball team. They're just not playing very well. Mm-hmm. They're not shooting very well. They're not defending at all. Rudy Gobert is the only guy like he is he is busting his ass defensively. But you can see what the what the 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 Indiana Pacers were doing. Switch at the top, pull Rudy away from the basket, and when he sags, give the ball to Miles Turner and he's going to hit threes. Mm-hmm. And then on the fast break, you get Miles Turner, you know, dishing and you get Brogdon running down the floor. Yep. And and you, you get Keelan Martin hitting threes and making layups. By and the then, way, it should be said, Keelan Martin went undrafted. Keelan Martin's one of those kind of guys, and you're getting into a fight with one of those guys. Just to put you, this into perspective. The, and that's the Donovan Mitchell part of this. Yeah. You you got ejected for Keelan Martin. Don, you got ejected for Keelan Martin. And, you, you, I, and the issue for Rudy, and this has been my thing with Rudy for a long time, Rudy Gobert is not a tough physical presence. He is a great defender. He is, you know, inarguably an efficient dunker of the basketball. Mm. No doubt about that. He has a historic field goal and defensive presence. Historic. But you, you're going to get your shot blocked. That's going to happen. And when Miles Turner blocked that shot, you could see it all boil over, right? And what Miles Turner had talked about, did we play the Miles Turner by No, yet? we have. We have. Play, here's here's uh, Indiana Pacers center Miles Turner talking about what happened with Rudy. Everybody saw what happened. I thought it was a dirty play. You know, there was a. I'm not sure which ref. Somebody saw. I think I thought all that could have been prevented, but that's besides the point. You know, he pulled me down. I wasn't about to Thank take that, so, so kept the roll. I just couldn't believe there wasn't a foul call. Like I thought that that was an easy call, and you know, I think it, I think it had kind of been building up all game. You know, Gobert. I think he had a dunk. And he started talking shit, and I think he kind of built it from there. But then when he pulled my shorts, like, I wasn't about to head that. So, you know, I had to stand up for myself in that situation. I don't think I did anything wrong. But, you know, that's not up for me to decide. You know, I'll talk to the league and, you know, see what happens from there. A, they let so much go in this game, and it's been all season long. They have let the NBA become a much more physical league. Which is good for the game, yeah. in my opinion. And I think on the three-point fouls that we've talked so much about, yeah. I think that's part of it. They mm-hmm. want a more physical league, but there comes a line, right? So when Rudy is dunking and he's kicking his legs out and you're almost hitting Miles Turner in the face at one point and you can see the official warning Rudy Gobert, hey, easy. I think the guy said, hey, easy, easy. Like, And then you get your shot blocked and you're frustrated by it, so you pull Miles Turner's shorts down. He falls on top of you, and it turns into a a melee. Like now, I I, I want to play this one more time, and I want people to listen to the difference. We, we can play the Rudy thing after this, but I want I want you guys to hear the difference in the way Miles Turner tells the story. Right? You notice in his in his story, he's not talking about officials and and all that stuff. Right? He's just telling you what happened in the game between the players so I want you guys to hear this and then I and then and then we can play what Rudy said because I, I feel like the contrast is way different everybody saw what happened I thought it was a dirty play you know 
there was a, I'm not sure which ref, somebody saw, I think, I thought all that could have been prevented, but that's besides the point. You know, he pulled me down, I wasn't about to Thank take so that, much. so kept it rolling. Besides the point. I believe there wasn't a foul call. Like, I thought that yep. that was an easy call. And, you know, I think it, I think it had kind of been building up all game. You know, Gobert, I think he had a dunk, and he started talking shit, and I think it kind of built it from there. But then when he pulled my shorts, like, I wasn't about to head it, so, you know, I had to stand up for myself in that situation. Uh, the thing I the, the thing that I uh, here's what I want you to hear in contrast. Yes, he's talking about the officials, but he's not calling them out and talking about how you know the officials are you know doing this to us and uh, to me and to us and to you know. But what he said is he pulled my shorts down and I wasn't about to take that. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not blaming the officials. It's very matter of fact. And then if you listen to Rudy Gobert here, you you just hear the tone is completely different. At some point, like, you know, we, at some point, we might have to, like, I might have to stand up for myself if, you know, if, also if the officials keep doing the, what they've been doing over this season, you know, like, I'm, they allow guys to do way too much shit, and, it's you know, amazing. I, I keep my head cool because, I, you know, I have a lot of self-control. I'm not going to fight on the basketball court, uh, but if somebody want to fight, I'm easy to reach. Like, what are you talking about? If, if somebody wants to fight, I'm easy to reach. Like, guy, what is wrong with you, man? And this is the thing I don't understand. Yeah. What If the officials have been, you know, all season long and just concentrate on you. And then play let's play basketball, the, man. Let's play the Donovan one, too, because I think this is important. So, like, this is this is a team thing. It's not just a, a Rudy Gobert problem. And this is my point. Like, this is becoming a Utah Jazz basketball problem this is not a just rudy gobert problem you know what i mean so 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 here's don listen to this again it's really at a point now where the referees are allowing especially like tonight like the referees are allowing this to to get out of hand like you know we're playing through contact you know we're competitors like both teams you know you play through contact you talk shit you do whatever but at some point it's continuing to build you can sense that you know what i mean it's like like you had to draw the line early you know what i mean otherwise you're going to get situations like that where we're you know, we feel like we're in a situation where we could possibly come back and then you eject three, you know, three key guys. Oh, okay. So the Jazz are going to blame the officials and say they cost them a win. And Miles Turner is just going to say, yeah, he pulled my shorts and I wasn't going to have that. And, and yeah, the officials weren't calling stuff, so it was building, but it, it just got to a point where I was done with it. It's totally different. And, and this is – I'm no Pacer fan. I'm not sure that Pacer no. fans even exist at this point. Screw but, but what But what I can tell you – is that the the mentality of this team is just off right now, and, and that's the hard part. Because I would love to see, honestly, like like you covered Shaq, one of the most dominant bigs in the league. Like he was feared, was he not? Oh yeah, yeah. Shaq brought fear into your heart. He, he terrorized guys. Like if you look at the guys he dunked on, or but that was a different era of NBA. You know, in, in you know, some some guy on Twitter last night was telling me stupid takes. Stockton Malone never fought. You guys have to understand that the eighties and nineties were a different era of basketball. Yeah. I mean the early two thousands were a different era of basketball. This is a, a league now that's trying to morph back into a tougher, more physical game. They don't want they don't want soft basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can see that they're changing the way the officials call the game, but Again, I just before I get to the comments because I, I know there's a bunch, but before I get to the comments, this is an elite team. 
The Utah Jazz are a very good team. And they're letting this affect them. And they're worried about the officials. And they're worried about their three-point shot. Do you do you not see that TJ McConnell last night is grabbing a rebound in the middle of the paint while the Jazz are Crazy. watching? Crazy, Just dude. standing there. Royce O'Neal is standing there watching this rebound happen. And you you see this repeatedly no communication on switching on switches pick and roll switches miles turner's last two threes were wide open not a guy within two feet like i mean it's there's something wrong here there is something missing here and you know like when rudy gay comes into this lineup my biggest fear is he doesn't fix what ails this team He's going to give you more three-point shooting. He is going to give you probably a little bit better wing defense than you have now, and I would think Bogey's going to play a little less because of it. But he doesn't fix mentality. He doesn't fix this this victim thing. I guess that's a good way to describe it, right? It's almost like, uh, hey, this is happening to us instead of, hey, this is something that we just need to handle, yeah. you know? Uh, Gabe Levy says, my dudes, what's up, Gabe? Good to see you. He, Gabe, didn't Gabe ask you on Twitter? For, he did. He did. Shout the Mo Bamba. For a yeah. Mo Bamba he shout out. He asked me for a Mo Bamba shout out. Shout the Mo Bamba. Good for you on your fitness too, Gabe Levy. Proud of you, man. Uh, Rectangle says, missed the UFC, uh, fight last night. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Hey, you started talking shit. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz, <laughs> Eugene 12 says, the Jazz are what we thought they were. Jackson Graham says, hey, y'all, go BYU. Bye week, much needed bye week for BYU. Mm-hmm. Much, much needed. Mm-hmm. Spencer Morgan. Hey, Spence, good to see you. Uh, serious lack of emotional maturity on this team, and it starts with the leaders, Rudy and Don. Serious lack of emotional maturity is a great way to put it. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to put it. Um, and and I, think that's, I think that's, to me, that's pretty succinct. Maturity yeah. is a problem right now. Mental toughness is a problem right now. Uh, Shell Silversmith says... The refs are definitely biased against the Jazz. If you watch every game, Bogdanovich gets pummeled all the time. While we don't watch Jazz basketball on this show ever, nah. uh, but in every minute of every game, pretty much we've watched it, you're right. The Jazz don't get the calls they should get. But guess what? No team in the NBA, and I watch a ton of NBA, Yeah, nobody's getting the calls they should get. No. The, the play under the basket and the play to the rim – is not called right now. It's much more physical. They want more physicality in the game. That's exactly right. And you're not going to be able, and this is, you know, again, not that, not that you're wrong. Whoever that comment, whoever said that, like you're shell silversmith, shell silversmith. You're not wrong that, that the jazz are not getting calls. Or that bogey gets pummeled and there's no whistle. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're totally right about that. But I, but I think that's besides the point at at this stage in the season. I, I, I think what, you know what? What is very clear is that the NBA is in a place where where they want the bigs to battle, they want physicality under the rim, and they want to get back to a situation where the big can get after the driver, right? Can get after the guard who's coming <laughs> to the basket. That's what they want. And and frankly, to be honest with you, I don't blame them. I, I think when you when you look at the last season or the season before, when you look at guys, uh, as much as I love the guy Steph Curry. James Harden, when you look at these guys drawing these ticky-tack fouls on defenders, that's what the league's trying to get away from. And yes. I think it's 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 no longer good enough for the Jazz to be like, well, you know, we're not getting the calls we should get. 
Nobody is, dude. Make yeah. the adjustment. Recognize it. Yeah, by the way, Carl um, Carl says, it's hard for jazz fans to hear anything negative. I think this is part of the narrative in this town. You have guys like Bowler and Locke who will only say good things because they're paid by the team, and the flagship station essentially is owned by the team. Mm-hmm. You guys are the lone voice of reason because I'm not listening to the Tribune. By the way, I just saw what the punter at San Diego State does. My <laughs> God. Well, thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> The, San Diego- the streak of San Diego State making the show as well and alive. And Eric C's <laughs> not even here to bring it on his own. Uh, but the punter at San Diego State is arguably the best punter in the history of college football. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. Um, Spencer Morgan says victim mentality leads to all of this. Man, that is so true. Yeah, it's on point. So true. Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, Joe Ingles, he came flying and that ref had no chance. No chance. No chance. That ref had no chance. Uh, Eugene 12 says Mike and JC need to step up when they don't play well. The jazz don't win the, the three point shooting is, I don't know how you explain it. And all I can say is I've played a lot of basketball in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I shoot, I have always been a three point shooter, not very good, but, (laughs) and Ron Sapochek, Sampy, my old high school coach at good old round Lake high school. Always used to say, just keep shooting it because it's going to go in eventually. Yeah. And the Jazz last night shot 28% from three. Nine all game. At home, dude. Nine of 32. At home. And by the way, what was more troubling I, about I, that? Jake, I said, I know, I nine, said of nine of 32. Of 32. By I the said, way. Hey, man, I said they shot nine of 32, not in the third quarter, in the entire game. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. Yeah. It said Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. And let's go. Let's go to the jazz locker room. Here's Jordan Clarkson. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. <laughs> Dude, like the more troubling part about that is the jazz came out and were hot. Don was four of four. Like he was, he was he cooking. Had, and the thing about the ejection on Donovan Mitchell, he was having a good game. Yeah. 26 points. Now, three is seven from three is what it is, but he's 11 to 20 from the floor. The problem with Don last night was he wasn't getting calls. He shot, I think he didn't only shoot one free throw. So he's not getting the whistle. So what happens? It builds. There's frustration. I want more calls. And then you lose. Somebody says something to you, you lose your mind. Rudy Gobert was having a great game last night, 19 and 11. Five of seven from the free throw line. By the way, by the way, just going to keep pointing this out. Every time they shoot 28% from three, Buddy's going to have a big game. Just telling you. And he took himself right out of the game. Literally. And Joe Ingles, look, I I, I don't know what you say about Joe Ingles. 26 minutes, seven points, one of four from three, and a great body block. And an ejection. That's what I'm saying, dude. This team needs help. This team, like Justin Zanuck in the front office, need to need to get it going yeah like you like this kind of game to me and i'm not trying to say the jazz fans should panic or the season's over or any of that trash because that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying very clearly right here today is that this team has championship aspirations and they're nowhere near a championship caliber team it, clark, like not even close clark wants to know if we ever support the jazz Dude, we support the Jazz every single day. Like, the, but the issue is, again, on this show, and I think anybody who watches this show on a daily basis, the Jazz, BYU, the Utah Utes, who are going to win again this weekend. Dude, they better. Um, yeah. Dude. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say I'm it. I'm not going to say anyway, it. Anyway, my point is, um, we tell the truth. We're we're not here to shine people. We are not. We are not. The Salt Lake Tribune. Oh, the Jazz are great. 
T-shirt night coming up Tuesday against. I really don't care if you think it's us. Against the n- n- New Jersey, like we're not here to like shine you. This is you get the unvarnished truth on this show, and I'm telling you, there's something wrong with this Jazz team, and the trade deadline may be too far away. Yeah, it may be too far away. This may be a team that needs to make a trade in January. Yeah, and it, I, I again, it's 12 games into the season. I'm not telling you to panic. This is not this is not the same Jazz team you knew last year, mm-hmm. and that's what really concer- consider concerns me. Um, Spencer Morgan says you can either take ownership or believe you're a victim, but you can't do both. Agreed, that's exactly right. One hundred percent agree. Bad in Philly. Did you watch it? What do you mean bad in Philly? Last year, when Don that Donovan ejection in Philly last year was a complete meltdown. That was a complete meltdown. That's the game that Joel Embiid hit that three. And was bowling Rudy. <laughs> I, what, and Sil- Shell Silver Smith, tell me what you mean by that. Because, yeah, I absolutely watched that game. Greg Hawkins says, happy Friday, fellas. What's up, Greg? Good What's to up, see Greg? you. Um, wow, comment dump. My apologies. Uh, I like fights, but usually only in boxing and MMA. Seriously. I can't stand fights in, in basketball and football. Baseball, it's going to happen when you throw a small object at 100 miles an hour in somebody's face. <laughs> Listen, baseball fights are on a different level, dude. Like, no, well, baseball fights are have. fun, bro kickboxing fights in baseball lately, but I can't stand fights in basketball. I mean, you're huge human beings and it, 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 and essentially Rudy got it right. Nobody's throwing a punch, but man, you just got to be careful. You, it, what would, what would we be saying if, you know, Rudy, you know, what if somebody had fallen on a leg? What if somebody yeah, like, like it's just so foolish in basketball? Yeah, Th- those guys make way too much money, and one injury changes your, the trajectory of your career. Yeah, well, as we found out yet last season. Yeah, um, Eugene says, "How does the smallest guy in the court get eight rebounds?" So I think he's talking about T.J. McConnell. Yeah, because T.J. McConnell is a want-to guy. T.J. McConnell is a guy who understands that he's undersized. He's going to shoot the three. He's going to drive on you, and he's going to work his ass off to get the 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 rebound that he knows his team needs finish with to to have any chance to win a game. TJ McConnell played 30 minutes off the rack, 21 points, 10 of 14, one of one from three. He scored he scored 21 points and only hit one three. Yeah. Andy had eight, eight. You're right. Eight rebounds, five dimes, a steal, five offensive rebounds. My How's God. that happen? They had 15 offensive rebounds last night. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there it is right there. How did the Utah Jazz ever get out-rebounded? Don't know. That's crazy. 53. And that's what I'm saying. They got out-rebounded. I didn't even see that. 53 to 37, like, they got out-rebounded. Like, that's year. what I'm saying. My it's God. it's it. This is not an officiate. Like, yes, the officiating thing is always going to be a conversation, but but that's not why this happened. Good Lord. Th- they're, not, they're not executing and playing good basketball. That's why this is happening. Everyone wants to say, oh, well, mm. Don looks great. He was off to a great start, and... And all this awesome stuff. But what about all the intangible stuff? What about the want to to go and get that extra rebound? By the what way, about all that? You continue. I don't know how many people realize this. I want to say the Jazz lead the NBA in free throw opportunities. So it's not like the Jazz don't get calls. I mean, you can say the officials um, are biased, but I'm pretty sure. The officials aren't biased, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that the Utah Jazz lead the NBA in. in in free throws on on it and I'll I'll look but I'm pretty sure like it it's pretty shocking that they that they shot 23 free throws last night yeah and that's what I'm saying you're getting Jeez. to the line dude like it, I don't understand 
Like, it's almost as if the Jazz want, you know, like special treatment or something. You're just not going to get that. And, and that's no, why I say, not. like, like instead of I, I love that we have several comments today saying that, hey, they're they're They have a victim mentality. I agree 100 percent. You want to say that this is on the officials. Don said it at the end of that soundbite. Hey, they took three key players out when we were in a position where we felt like we were coming back to win that game. No, dude. No, dude. That's not the reason you lost the game. It's not. It, it just it just isn't. So, I don't know, man. That's why I say, like, I'm getting to a point where I'm not saying Quinn should be fired or anything ridiculous like that, but I am saying that Quinn needs to address this. Quinn needs to get this team under control. Yeah, they shoot 79% from the line. And they, yeah, they're, yeah, wow. They're at the top of the league in free throw opportunities. I mean, like, so I, I the officiating complaint thing. Yeah. I don't know that it holds much water, you know, like it just. Mm. Uh, Rec one. Good morning to you. He says, I believe Rudy has some mental anger issues from his childhood. Okay. Well, let's all sit on the couch and talk about it. I mean, I'm a good listener, mm -hmm. Let, you know, let's, I'm, I'm a good listener. I know. That's I'm trying I'm, to, I'm yeah. anyway, it's, well, let's talk about it. I'm a good you. listener. Yeah. Especially from his family situation. It shows through some interviews that jazz should try to help him on that. Yeah, I, sure. The Jazz didn't really look like they wanted to win, honestly. It, they looked I, – and I don't know how this is possible. The Jazz looked tired. The Jazz looked – they're like – the T.J. McConnell reference, I think, is the best comment we've had today, frankly. Yeah. Because he outworked you. Like, the, the you, you call him a want-to player. It's the Indiana Pacers had more want-to to win that game last By night the way, than, than the Jazz did. Just want to point this out. Pacers were on a back-to-back. You were rested. Wow, that's a great point. Very good point. You were rested. Tyler Hopkins. I remember the Philly game last year. Joel Embiid called for Donovan's second technical. That's right. Yeah. That's right, Joel. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. like, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, Miles Turner is not some guy who's, like, outstated and constantly yeah. talking. And, like, Joel Embiid is a guy who wants to kill you. He wants to end you on the basketball court. Like, these are two different guys, and, and you're yeah. still just getting – I don't know, man. I, I, I get to a place with this team in situations like this where I, where I run out of ways to say this team needs to make an adjustment and, and both in roster construction and, and in the way the team is led. I mean, at some point, like it's cool to have – it's cool your name is Donovan Mitchell and you're the star of the Utah Jazz. At some point, it, it falls on you as the leader of this team to get this situation corrected, to get this right and stop complaining about officiating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, yeah. Um Cam Harrison says, I turned off the game before the fight with the Jazz because I was watching the OT game between North Carolina and Pitt. What a game that was. Yeah. What a game but that say, was. But like, it's funny you say that. Like I was just saying earlier, I had turned it off because I was like, all right, yeah, this it's is, over. you know, it's over. We're, we're good here. You know, I'm like trying to take my contacts out and I get a text. All right, bro, there's a brawl. Are you watching the game? I'm like, God, dude, seriously? My wife hates that I do it, but I don't ever turn games off early. Like last night, she's like, honey, 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 let's go to bed, honey, honey. And I, yeah, no. Ramiro's like, it's easy to blame the refs if you want to, though. NBA officiating is the worst in sports. Well, people say that about every sport, though, yeah. don't they? Well, the strike zone. Ah, uh, the NFL officials not. like. So I, what are we I'm, really saying? I'm bemoaning officials. I'm not calling Ruffy the passer on Justin Fields. Like, yeah. Every every sport is the worst officiating. And sport. as usual, what do we get back to? Officiating does not decide games, right? Execution. Even I can go all the way back to Nikel Roby Coleman. That play did not decide that game. There was a lack of execution earlier in the game that put you in a place where you needed a call. And that's the issue. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah, I agree. Chris Carnes says, BYU fan here, the Chicago Bulls are fun again. Yes, they are. Yes. Yes, they are. I'm telling you, it is. 
Although Vucevic now has COVID, so they'll be more enjoyable to watch. Douche. I, he makes me crazy. Chris, good to see you. Hope the smoker's working for you. Spencer Morgan, you can tell which fans, uh, jazz fans, are also BYU fans because they have persecution complex. Oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, James Knight says, I will tell you how (coughs) – excuse me. Hello. I will tell you how McConnell gets five offensive rebounds. It's because when the three ain't falling, there's a long rebound, clearly. But that might be true. But if you look at the, the Pacers last night, the Pacers shot the ball just fine. I mean, the Pacers were 11 of 31, 35%. I mean, he's not getting long rebounds. The rebound that everybody's pointing to is right in the middle of the paint. At the free throw line. Yeah, that's not some long rebound. Like, he just is that guy who's in the right spot at the right time. He is work hard. He's the guy that annoys the hell out of you if if he's not on your team. He's Matthew Dellavedova. You hate the guy and you want to stomp on his face. He's Patrick Beverly, yeah. B.J. Tucker. But he gets that rebound. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I, I just, yeah, you know. Um, greasy hands, auto Sean Butterfield. Okay. Good, good name. I like it. Um, laughed at cam Harrison, uh, who says the jazz are playing church basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Shout to Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Seriously. Uh, oh, the jazz got nothing on church ball. Holy crap. I've seen some stuff. Yeah. So have Jake and I, so have Jake and I, people church tend to get ball. The funny thing is, is that, like, I'm bigger than most people I play basketball against. Mm-hmm. And it frustrates them that, like, I there's my greatest ability is passing and, and setting body rocking screens. Yeah. And it's, it's probably, by the way, it's probably been too long um, since you and I had somebody die off of one of our screens. God bless. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, the thing is, is, like, it's almost unfair for us to be on the same team because, you're like standing on the block and I'm like five feet behind the three point line with my guy standing in front of me. And you just right like you it's not a thing where I start going once you set the pick. Like it's a thing where w- you meet him at the elbow and his life is over. Yeah, Jake starts going and I set the pick at the elbow and Jake runs him right into the pick. Like I'm I'm saying like full stride and the into the brick wall. Part walls. of it is when when you feel your arms go into his rib cage and then you hear the the life and soul come out of his body. I'm Shiva, the god of death. I mean, you know. You're so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I'm thinking of when he's about to run into me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's amazing. When you set a pick on somebody and you hear that, oh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, if I were to listen to a local radio exclusively i'd be convinced that utah and byu and the jazz would win everything every year you would yeah i've been immunized yeah you can be convinced that aaron was immunized um monty do the jazz get a w on saturday versus miami well anybody see the way kyle Kyle lowry Lowry. anybody see the way kyle lowry is playing right now um again i think the jazz will always be in tight games with teams that have athletic wings and if you happen to also have a, a big that can shoot a three, Bam Adebayo played quite well against the, the Jazz the other night. Yep. And I think he's the example of a guy that gives Rudy some problems because Bam can stand and he can hit a, a, a jumper. He has a teardrop and a push shot. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to dunk to score. So Rudy has to respect that space and he has to play a little bit 
of a tighter gap to that guy. So there's more space behind him. And when you have a guy like Tyler Hero, um, who, again, can't come up clutch, as Jake, you pointed out. I think that's been proven throughout Many the last times. several games. But Tyler Hero is going to torture this team because yeah. he shoots the three well and he gets to the basket. And the Jazz don't really have a guy to now, keep up. I would guess that the Jazz will come out and the Jazz will win that game against the Heat. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I always favor the Jazz at home. I think. Well, you should. I think the Viv is one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. Um, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised that the arena was so quiet last night. The, the arena, the, the, the fans were not – Jazz fans are usually a pretty big factor at home, and they were not a, the, not a factor last night. The Pacers. I was really surprised by that. I was really surprised. Jordan McDonald said, I laughed out loud when Gobert hugged Miles Turner. He looked so awkward. Made himself look like a total fool after the game, too. I, I don't understand the Rudy Gobert soundbite after the game. Like saying, I'm not going to fight on social media, but if you want to fight, find me on social media. You know, I have a lot of self-control. I'm not going to fight on the basketball court. Uh, but if somebody wants to fight, I'm easy to reach. What are you talking we about? We get it. We get it, dude. So, Rudy, let me get this right. You won't fight on the basketball court, but you're willing to risk your $40 million a year career to fight in an alley somewhere? But if somebody wants to fight, I'm easy to reach. Really? I, I, the, I, I, the tough guy talk drives. I'm... I've I it's not a secret I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy I'm not I I think he's a great basketball player but mentally I think he's soft physically I think he's soft and until that changes I just don't view Rudy Gobert as a championship player I I I don't I think he and Royce O'Neal their mentalities are what really hurt this team because Joe Ingles is a guy you can have on a championship club there's no doubt about it Um, Mike Conley Donovan Mitchell um, you know, like you look at Eric Pascal, the, the effort that he put in last night, um, the second chance opportunities, taking that ball away from Sabonis. Um, I mean, Eric Pascal is a, is a meat grinder, intangible player. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert is wildly talented, really effective, an MVP candidate. And I just don't think you can have him on a championship caliber team because he'll do the stuff he did last night. Yeah. And he'll bitch at the official after every play. Whether he gets a call or not, he he. How many guys get a call from the official and get a technical foul because they were complaining about the call they got from the officials? Rudy Gobert. I mean, it it, it drives me absolutely crazy. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, Monty and Jake, you haven't played until you've played Mormon church ball. We actually have played Mormon church ball on carpet. So, trust me, trust me. Uh, James Knight says, just curious, guys, why did you get gratification? Why? Do why did you get gratification when the Jazz lose? We uh, don't. Yeah, it's bad like, for this show when the Jazz lose. Yeah, it's bad when BYU loses. It's bad when the Jazz lose. It's bad when Utah loses. It's bad when, when Utah's quarterback quits on the team. Like all that is not good for the show. It's not like I I love I honestly love this question because everyone's like oh well you guys like to see the Jazz lose. No, we no, really we don't. don't. The we don't. the problem is is that this team has expectations set by themselves. It's not like we're setting the expectations here. Donovan Mitchell, before the season, in preseason, came out and said, hey, we have championship aspirations. Last year was not good enough. And he even went on to say, and it's so funny we're talking about the victim mentality, he went on to say, maybe if we weren't hurt, we 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 felt like we'd have won that series. Well, you were. Maybe if the officials hadn't done that, we'd have won that game last night. Well, they did, right? 
So it's not that we like to see the Jazz lose. I don't like having these conversations, but the fact is, is when you see something night in and night out, and some nights it results in a fight or a scuffle or whatever you want to call this, we got to talk about it. Yeah. So, so I would love nothing more than to see Bogey put up 50 against the Nuggets. I was at that game. That was a hell of a game. A great time. You know, that, so to say that we take gratification in them losing is just is just not true. But but you're not going to catch us on this show being like, well, uh, the officials are biased against the Jazz and Rudy's the best player ever. And Don is 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 an MVP candidate, even though he's not and doesn't have mental composure yet. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. And Marcus on uh, on Twitter wants to know what facts we have to back up that Rudy's soft. OK, well, let's get into Please that do. conversation Please real do. quick, real quick. Rudy is soft because a when you do the Miles Turner situation is a great example of this. Rudy plays tough guy when he dunks and he kicks his feet up into Miles's face and he talks a bunch of trash and but then when when Miles Turner comes up behind him and blocks a shot and Rudy goes down, he's going to pull Miles Turner down on top of him and then he's going to say that Miles hit him from behind, which Miles did not do. Um and then he's going to blame the officials. That's not being a tough guy. A tough guy is, hey, if you're going to dunk on somebody and put your feet in their face, you better be ready because that's going to come back to you at some point. A tough guy is is Morris or Jokic or like that whole situation. You notice the narrative in that situation is totally different. Everyone wanted to say, well, you know, Jokic hit Morris from behind. Yeah, but what did Morris do? Morris had it coming, right? Morris knew what he did. So so that's why I say it's not it, – it's a totally different situation. Being a tough guy – like in this Miles Turner situation, being a tough guy – would 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 not include pulling dude shorts down. Being a tough guy would have been getting up and just running down and waiting for your next opportunity. Yeah. That's what a tough guy would do. Because you don't you you, you have nobody's going to throw a punch in the in the NBA. There it, there's just not Rudy. I Rudy is a guy that's out of control a lot of times emotionally. There's no way he's throwing a punch. No. I mean it just costs you too much money. It, it is it is in a when you're making 41 millions of dollars 41 million dollars a year that's a hundred thousand dollar punch you threw yeah like it's a lot of money and so I think when you're Rudy Gobert if you want to be a tough guy you're going to be a tough guy on the court you're physically in in the paint Rudy Gobert the the Indiana Pacers attacked Rudy Gobert last night as do most teams it, it I mean he's a great player but I'm telling you, there's a little, there's a mental edge and intangible that is missing from Rudy Gobert. It, it there, it's almost inarguable. Yeah, it's so, not, and it's not a secret. It's not like if you, you know, talk to people who are not jazz media, they're gonna tell you the same thing. Oh wow, Eric C says I made it. Well, BYU is about to lose to San Diego State basketball tonight. To which Jeremy Bolton says, Eric C, I would fight on the podcast, but you know how to find me. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Jeremy. Undefeated. Let's go, baby. Aztecs love having cougar for dinner, Jeremy. Giggity <laughs> says, Eric, I heard Mormon cougars are wild in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> Eric C says, behave yourself, Giggity. This is a family show. <laughs> James Knight says, oh, so when Jokic does it tough, but if a jazz player does it, it's immature. Yeah, no. you're damn right. You're what, damn right. What Jokic did was stupid, and he apologized actually after the play. Like he sat on a dais and said, you know what? I, I feel really bad. I did that. I'm sorry. 
But look at the action, though. This is what I'm saying. It's not, oh, well, if a Jazz player does it, it's soft, and if a Nuggets player does it, it's hard. Look at how it played out. And like, look at you what can't they just say. Skip that. Look at what they're saying afterward. You can't just skip over all this, yeah. right? Like, like Jokic didn't pull pull Morris's shorts. Jokic went in on Morris. Jokic literally body blocked him into the floor, dude. Like he didn't pull his shorts down and then and then you know walk away. Like that's soft, man. And then after the game, to your point, after the game, you want to blame the officials? That is not a. That's not like I, I can't believe we have to have this discussion. That is not tough guy stuff. Like like think about like Kobe Bryant, perfect example. Kobe Bryant and Matt Barnes went at it for years, dude. We have the iconic video that goes around social media almost on a daily basis of Kobe standing in front of Matt Barnes and Matt Barnes pump faking the ball into his face and Kobe not moving. Kobe was a badass. Kobe was a tough guy, a guy that you knew you were going to get the smoke if you play, if you did stuff to him. Rudy's not that guy. That's not like it's totally different. It's not anywhere the same. And I just can't believe that we have to describe that or or have that conversation. It plays out in front of us every single night. You see it. The Utah Utes at the Arizona Wildcats. Um, the Utes are six and three. My wife is wearing Jordans. I like. I it. really don't care if you think it's us. Uh, that's true. The Utes are a twenty-four point favorite, and they're five and zero oh against the spread. <laughs> Bro. All right, let's move on. Yeah, okay, good. Um, good. All right. Real quick, I want to talk, because then we got to talk about Jake dating Mormon girls. Because Jake is going to date a Mormon girl this weekend. Um, we'll talk about because that's totally sus. But yeah. anyway, okay. um, right. yeah. Matthew Stafford is now going to be throwing the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, dude. Are the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles, not Anaheim and stuff, or St. Louis, um, are the LA Rams the best team in the NFC West? I mean, I think you have to say yes, not just because of the Odell signing, but the Von Miller signing, right? Like that, like the, the defense is what's always going to win you a championship. I just am a firm believer in that. We see it play out every single year. And I think adding veteran leadership like Von Miller to your team is really going to help this team. I think about, because the path is going to go through the Cardinals, right? You're going to have to beat the Cardinals to, to get to where you want to go. So yes. When I look at the Cardinals, I'm like, all right, this is a dynamic offensive team. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, A.J. Green. Like, you've got a lot of talent over there. And to me, you know, when you've got a veteran linebacker like that or, or you know, linebacker, defensive end hybrid guy in Von Miller, that's, that is priceless. So, to me, are they the best team on paper? Yeah, in my opinion, they're the best team. But I still think we can't just blow off what the Cardinals are this year because they're a damn good team. Yeah, I think when you look at – the egg that the Rams laid in in Tennessee or, or against Tennessee because that game was in LA if I remember right I think so yeah that was an embarrassing performance I would expect a huge bounce back I doubt Beckham plays Monday night because uh, they have San Francisco on Monday night um, I would think Von Miller would be good to go this week um, and I do think they're the best team I mean Russ is coming back to the Seahawks go Hawks oh, good lord <laughs> She is she is absolutely a smoke show. Go Hawks. That is Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to ask me twice about Sierra. Like when she says that. Go Hawks. My God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, what? Twelve seconds? Facts. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm. It might be ten seconds. You know. And just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. Eight seconds. <laughs> Like I'm out. Hawks. Yeah, come on, babe. Let's let's go. Um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Cam Harrison says Arizona upsets the Utes. LOL. Stop. Greg Hawkins says go Utes. I'm predicting 38-7 for that game. Go Hawks. Uh, Jordan McDonald says Rudy instigated the fight. Jokic did not. True. James Knight says sorry. That's a double standard. It's not. Giggity says Jokic went for the kill. Judy went for a bro hug. Oh Judy. My God. <laughs> Wow. Giggity. Bro. Giggity. That's a really good comment. <laughs> like, Sorry, folks. That's what it is. Judy went for a bro hug. Jazz will be okay. Need JC and Joe to step up and start balling. Eugene 12 says, I agree. James Knight says, oh, so when Jokic does it, it's tough, but jazz players do it and it's immature to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah, it All is. Right. Um, we're an hour into the show now. Uh, did, what did I say before the show? We shouldn't talk NFL because we're going to run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you not talk about the Rams? I know. Um, all right, let's talk about you dating a Mormon girl. Yeah. Yeah, so Tiffany it, is the name. Play the sus drop because this is totally I really sus. don't care if you think it's sus. What, Mrs. Mike? You, okay, you have a microphone. A microphone. What is here? your problem? Yeah, a little microphone and, and stuff. All right. Know. Hey, I, I thought Tiffany Uh-oh. wasn't Mormon. No, Megan isn't Mormon. One of which Megan? Because there's been like 11 Megans. I know. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, but it's different if it's M-E-A-G-A-N or M-E-G-H-A-N or M-E-G-A-N. M-A-Y-G-I-N. Yeah, right. Okay, anyways. Megan. So, Brittany. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Which one? Tiffany is Mormon. Oh, Tiffany. Tiffany's Mormon. So when are you guys, did you book the ceiling room yet? Or no, what's the story? And no. Tiffany no. knows you're not. Yes. So, okay, yeah, okay. let me tell all the story. Right, right, okay. Let me tell the story okay. here before, you know. Okay. Before we, we need get, some yeah. background on this. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Tiffany, had we had a discussion, uh, and I told her, I was like, hey, like, you need to understand something that I'm not. Well, first of all, you started it with, the, hey, baby. Yeah. Anyway, now go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby. Yeah. Uh, you know. Go hogs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I told her. I was like, hey, like, I'm not. You need to understand. I'm not Mormon. You're never going to catch me at church. Like, I'm not getting married in temple. None of that stuff. Like, that's not happening. And she was like, yeah, no, I understand. That's that's fine. Like, I'm I I just kind of believe in it. And, you know, like in, in, in like in the faith and in all that good stuff. But she was like, I'm not like a hardcore you know, like rule follower or whatever. So however you want to describe that, the point is that she's, she just is so like, she's not a devout follower. Of exactly. The faith. Uh, exactly. Like she's just like, Hey, like, you know, this is what I've always done. So she probably, you, she probably doesn't have a temple recommend. I would guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't claim she's to be probably, she's that. probably behind on her tithing. Yeah, probably. I don't you know. know. She I probably ain't no tithing at all. Smart yeah, girl. I'm gonna be nice. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, She wanted to go to the Cheesecake Factory Saturday night. So that's what we're doing. We're going to dinner. Sucker. That's fun. Did you hear what we're doing on Saturday night? Honey. (laughs) 100% his idea. Bet you weren't expecting this one. We're going to painting with a twist. Whoa. We're going to paint. I was like, hey, I want to do like a date, but I don't want to just be focused around food, right? Because, you know, we're trying to not 
keep as much food on us as we have in the past. Because she just because called me fat. Bro, did you? She did, wait, did she just fat. call you fat? She just fat? called I called yeah. myself fat. But anyways. Fat? No, you called me fat. Fat? Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I really want to do some sort of a date that's not just like, let's go to a restaurant, right? I'm going to call up eating they, motherfucker. Like, we haven't been doing that for, you know, almost 50 years of my life. Right, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And and I was like, it'd be fun if there was like a color me mine, um, or and he was like, or take a painting class. And I was like, oh, what? What? So then I found one. I want a. I I, I absolutely. I expect jaw loosening on Saturday. I want a, <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I expect oh. to be paid in full. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> Wow. I really don't care if you think it's us. Wow. Um, yes, this was my idea. 100%. Okay, giggity, so Giggity wants to know, whoa, whoa, what is this getting twisted while painting? Yeah, that's what nice. I'm saying. That's, that's what the I'm whole saying. other. That's the after dark version. <laughs> Fat Jesus says painting date night. You're all becoming Mormon. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm just trying to pander to the to the, you know, sex panther. So, you know. I want it. Yeah, I'm thirsty, man. I'm married. What do you yeah. want? Um, I I actually am looking forward to this. Okay, I think. so why did you come up with this idea? What made you? I hate. I, you know, we've gotten to this thing in life, and I think a lot of people can can probably relate to this. We've gotten to this thing in our life where I'm tired of sitting at home. Like the pandemic wore me out, mm-hmm. and now that you know I've lost a bunch of weight and we're in better shape, and we were bench pressing 90 pound dumbbells yesterday at the gym, and guys were fist bumping us for that. What do you bench? It was amazing, dude. Uh, we literally put up, you know, 90 pounds, and this guy's like, wow, amazing stuff. And walks over and fist bumps Jake and I. It was crazy. And we were like, bro. Bro. Um, but, you know, you, 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 you realize that life is not lived by sitting on the couch watching Netflix or binging on some show. Or Rudy punching someone in the face. Well, that is life. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, which that's a sitcom because that never happens. Um, right. The point is... I want to get out more now. You know, I'm triple vaccinated. I wear a mask. Like, it's time to, like, go paint some stuff and have sex afterwards. Like, it's that's just <laughs> what my marriage has become. So, you know. Facts. <laughs> what? I, I'm just, I'm keeping it real. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks. <laughs> hey, baby. Right? Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. No, I got you. So, okay. Mrs. Monty went and booked us a, a paint and sip. Okay. So you're not a wine guy. So what are you sipping? Probably Rockstar. You bring your own, like, it's BYOB. You can bring your own adult beverage. So are you going wine or are you going, like, hardcore tequila getting getting crazy? No, I'm probably going to go wine. <laughs> I can't imagine what my painting would look like if I was uh, Margaritaville. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fat Jesus is painting and sex, America. Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly right. You have to throw you a know. gun in there, though. If it's going to really be Merca. Stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the point is, so we're going to paint this like sunset picture and she paints one half. I paint the other half. Oh, so it's funny. not it's not going to be very good on my side because I can't draw a stick figure most days. OK, okay. Uh, but yeah. it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time and then we're going to go to Chipotle and get double meat. Yeah. Chipotle and double meat. So tell this story. Mm. So uh, Washington football team, offensive lineman, Sam Cosme. Right. He went to Texas when he went to Texas freshman year. They redshirted him because he was too small. 
He was only 295. Oh, sorry that about that. That wasn't even three bills. He's only 295, right? Jesus, do you know how much money I would pay to be 295? <laughs> <laughs> so, what did, what did, what did Buddy do? Dude went to Chipotle for literally not exaggerating, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every time he went to Chipotle, he got a bowl for $8 and he got double meat every single time. So, me, being the Chipotle me. guy that I am, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Does this not add up? You're getting double meat. You're getting beans. Everything's fine. Salmonella. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's cool. Like, you're, you're, you're going to bench, like, 5'10". It's going to be great. But here's the thing. I would go to Cafe Rio, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and have shredded chicken tacos with just lettuce and pico. Okay. I think it's the singular best meal ever. Right, but Chipotle's better. I'm never going to – I won't eat a Chipotle again. We ate a Chipotle a couple weeks ago when we went to Chris Carnes' house to drop off the smoker. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was terrible. It It, is not terrible. It was – oh, my God. Are you kidding? Do you remember the brown guac? It was not terrible, It was brown guac. Tell me it wasn't brown guac. Tell me it wasn't brown guac. The guac was from the night before because we went when they first opened. What color was the guac? You're making it out like it was crap brown and it wasn't. Yeah. Dude. There is only one shade of brown guac, and it's not a good shade mm-hmm. because then it comes out completely brown the other end, right? Like, I mean, but whole yeah, everything <laughs> comes out completely brown. <laughs> That's together. a great drop. And I'm t- it cores you out, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> Chipotle cores you out. And Cafe Rio doesn't. No, but whole. come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not, bro. Ca- Chipotle is death. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. All right, in the comments, Chipotle or Cafe Rio? Butthole. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> butthole. <laughs> First of all, Bajo is one of the greatest words and it, you ever. You can't say butthole. It's no. Bajo. Well, she can say butthole. Butthole. You know, like she can say it. Right. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, you know, I'm just telling you. And now, Eric, see, has created a huge fight in the comments. Shout the Mobamba. <laughs> He, Eric C's going on about how Greg's a BYU fan, who then is saying, no, I'm a, a Utah fan. And Eric C's like, stick to football, Greg. And Greg's like, you're making me want to root for BYU against San Diego State, and I never want to root for BYU. And Eric C's like, wait a minute. We are all we also won that game, Greg. Like, yeah, San Diego State beat Utah. Eric is like beating people into submission. He says, still whooping that, still whooping that Ute ass, Greg. Okay, are you going to control your Brit, phone Brit over can't, there? Brit doesn't, Mrs. Monty doesn't know how to use the iPhone 13 Pro Max yet. She's still learning. Man. Any, uh, Chipotle. Jeremy Bolt. <laughs> it's <laughs> melting down. It's going. You can't fucking make it stop. You're terrible. <laughs> See, I buy you an iPhone 13 and you just can't control it. Yeah. So sus. Jeremy Bolton says Chipotle 100%. Thank of you. Course. Thank of you. Of course, Jeremy. And I bet Jaron Hall's favorite restaurant is Chipotle. Yeah. It? I bet. Brit, Chipotle, or Cafe Rio? Butthole. <laughs> anyway, Brit, can, I, Brit cannot I hear the I love Chipotle. Oh, fuck. I love Chipotle. It was not as great that one morning. Their chips are superior Agreed. to Cafe Rio. Agreed. Yeah. The chips we got at Cafe Rio the other night were not good? I did not say that. I said that Chipotle's chips are superior to Cafe Rio's. Costa Vida or Cafe Rio? Chipotle. We never eat at Costa Vida. It's we like did, though. So, we like, did one at, time. At, at, in Evanston, Idaho, or ne- Wyoming, or Nebraska, or wherever the fuck that place is. <laughs> Evanston, Montana? Wyoming. Wyoming, guy. Wyoming. 
Do you know the map? No. No. <laughs> no. Google Maps for life. Hello. Duh. Uh, yeah, we went to Costa Vida in Evanston mm-hmm. when we went and got hooch and lottery. Mm-hmm. So, which, by the way, we never checked to see if we won the lottery there. <laughs> Stop, That's guys. what it is. Chipotle or Cafe Rio is like asking herpes or gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I think that gonorrhea <sighs> is curable, so I'm going to go gonorrhea. You can take a pill to get rid of gonorrhea. Herpes is for life. Gonorrhea is an infection. How did we get here? So, yeah, I'm going to mean you know. <laughs> How did we get here? I'm just saying. How? Don't go herpes. It's viral. Can't get rid Bro. of that shit. Mm-mm-mm. Bro. Dude. Wow. What is this, sex ed? I guess. You, hey, you're the one. important you're, to know. You're the one if talking about painting and you, sex. I've had gonorrhea before, okay. you're probably okay. But Dude. if they say I've had herpes, there's no getting rid of it. Spinal. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Why do we allow you on this show? Back is broken. I bring the wisdom. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Jaron eats at Chipotle and Cafe Rio at the same time. I bet Caruso eats at Cafe Rio. <laughs> yeah, I bet Caruso does. Anyway. Anyway. Bro. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Definitely That's... don't go herpes, Ramiro says. <laughs> right. I, Ramiro's right. Uh, See? Are we really having now, this discussion? Well, or let's throw in something into the mix. Is it Chipotle, Cafe Rio, or Hooters? Did you did you hear about their new Hooters? Oh yeah, women are quitting Hooters because they're essentially. I mean, there's no Hooters here. You would think they could, though. You know, last time I was at a Hooters was in San Diego. Did you just say you don't have Hooters? You have Hooters. No, there's no. No, she was saying there was no Hooters in Utah. Yeah. Oh, the restaurant. The restaurant. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Probably we have had, to go just over the border in Nevada or something. Yeah, we had Hooters last time when we went to the Padre game like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten into the whole, hey, look at the hot chick that works at Hooters, because frankly, that's an oxymoron. Because, you know, with all due respect, like the Hooters chicks are not, you know. And now they're having to wear essentially thongs, and most of them are walking out, yeah. and they won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, the new shorts. Shorts, are, quote unquote. Are underwear. What's uh, that fat- one in um in San Diego that uh has like the you know, they're like the lumberjack hooter version or like the Scottish Hooter version? No, that's version. in Scottsdale. That's in Phoenix. Um But there's one in San Diego. Twin Peaks, too. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, where James Harden was. Yes, Twin Peaks. I don't think it's Twin Peaks. It is Twin Peaks. Yeah, the old crappy radio station has a relationship with Twin Peaks, and we were forced to go there. <laughs> and they didn't even pay for our food. We had to pay for our own food. Yeah. Because we um, went to one that was near the ballpark in San Diego that was the same thing. Jackson Graham says Twin Peaks in Mississippi. Oh, Tilted Kilt? Tilted Kilt. Tilted Kilt. Tilted Kilt. There you go. Fat Jesus says my whole day was just made by Mrs. Monty saying don't go herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting this it's one. It's true. No. This is a life tip, people. Um, best location, he says, is Twin Peaks in Mississippi, Jackson Graham. Um, yeah, Ramiro, definitely don't go herpes. Jeremy Bolton wants to know if ass vacuuming is an option. I don't know that it's an option. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. By the way, my dogs are totally fine. They love the dog door. Do they? Yeah. They love They're the using dog. It. They go in and out all, all the, time the time now. Yeah. Um, by the way, real quick, before we get out of here, because we are tight on time, there's a sh- huge shoe auction coming up in 21 minutes. Oh, what do we got today? Air Jordan 2s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, by the way, Hawaii. Mrs. <clears throat> Monty, we're a week and a half away from Hawaii. What are well, you most what, what looking forward to? When nobody gets... You're going. You're probably going to be, like, indoctrinated tomorrow night. Like, go I don't Hawks. even have to... <laughs> yeah, go Hawks. 
Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you most looking forward to in Hawaii at this point? Uh, th- our our vow renewal, I would say. Yeah, we are going to renew our vows. Yeah, that's um, going to be really fun. I'm most looking Did forward to. Did you say vowels? Vows. Oh, like you know, that's different. Yeah, I have herpes, so it makes me talk different. Yeah, um, I know what time it is. You no, know, uh, anyway, that's the syphilis. Jesus. Thank you. Um, are you having a stroke? Um, I'm most I'm most forward looking to the looking forward to. See, I'm, blah, blah, blah. I'm flustered. <laughs> I'm flustered. The point is, the point is, um, I'm most looking forward to the fishing trip. That's what I'm most looking forward Deep to. Deep sea fishing. Deep sea fishing. Yeah, that's going to be crazy, dude. Yeah, we're going on two boat trips for that. Yeah, I'm excited to go fishing. And there's going to be some good hiking and snorkeling. You know what I'm really looking forward to? Going to the beach. And we're, we're staying at a resort on yeah. Maui. And just chilling in the pool because the pool there is ridiculous. It's awesome. I'm curious what the level of service is. My my uh, boss went to Honolulu a couple weeks ago and said that you have to show your vaccine passport everywhere to get in. Yeah. In Honolulu, they required that. Maui, um, they said vaccinated people can eat inside, unvaccinated can eat outside. So they were going to have people ask. There's a lot of restaurants who decided to make now, it is, outside is the, only. Is the vaccine passport on your phone or how does that work exactly? That's, no, like your card. You have you to show, show your card. Your car, he, no, he said you, you can. Do... He said if all he did was took a picture of the front and back of his card oh. and showed it to him. On the iPhone, though, they accept the like, do you not have this in your card? Uh, you got to do this. Dude. I don't know, dude. Um, in no in your um, in your wallet app, yeah, um, it shows your vaccination status if you upload that. I, I'm sure, or heck? you know what, in your U Health app, in your My Chart app. Okay. Um, so My Chart app. This is again the greatness of U Health, which we have to get to really quick. Um, oh yeah, the contact thing. Yeah. So yesterday, so I get contacts like a month ago now, right? And yesterday was like the follow up appointment to it. And everything's fine, you know, got got new contacts or whatever. That's cool. Um, but I asked him about LASIK, and I was like, hey, dude, like, what, you know, what are, what are we looking at here? And and he's like, yeah, I mean, he was, he was like, I can't tell you definitively, but he was like, based on your prescription and, like, everything, I can't, you know, like, it looks like it would probably be a fit for you, but he was like, I don't have the tool to measure the thickness of your, like, your cornea, because that's what LASIK is. I don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, most people probably know, but, like, Basically, with LASIK, they're just cutting a flap on your cornea. The problem is, is that you have to have a certain amount of thickness to account for that. So some people don't have that thickness of cornea. So he was like, if you don't have that, there's PRK, which is um, basically what they do in that procedure is they basically swab away a portion of your eye and it regrows back when they're done, but it's incredibly painful. So it's like a three-week recovery. So I'm probably not doing that. No, hell no. And then there's a third option, which I didn't know existed, where they, I guess, can put a, uh, like a, they take like a, he, the way he described it was like a mini contact lens of some kind, and they put it in your eye like on a permanent basis, I guess, and it does its thing. Oh, like cataract surgery. They kind of, lens. yeah. like. And they can so, shape that lens. That's yeah. what they're telling my mom they're going to do with her yeah. eyes. So I don't know. Like, so, you know, he... He's referred me, and there's going to be a consultation, but it was just like, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing PRK, dude. That sounds gnar. I'm hoping that I can get LASIK. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I hope you get LASIK, too. I had it in uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. Never look back. Uh, by the way, I lied. It's in your Apple Health data oh, okay. um, that shows you're vaccinated. And it, Apple Health. Yeah, if you just go to your health, do yes. you not use health? Yes, I do. Yeah, it'll be there under under like records. 
So all health data, and it'll say uh, it'll say health records. Yeah, there it is. My flu shots in there and all my things. So that's good. All right, cool. Play the music. Um, Mrs. Monty, always good. By the way, Fat Jesus says, can I object during your renewals? Hello, Mrs. Monty. Well, you can. You can. You know. Don't. Don't. Please don't. I'm not going to say it. Don't. I'm not going to say it. Hey, uh, make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm the Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. Jake is SLC Supercars. Show, uh, shoot us a picture. Tag us in it that you're subscribed to the show. And you can win this Xbox Series X. S says in Sam. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, fun show today. Uh, good job losing weight, Ted says. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, he was talking to you, my man. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, so until next week is our last week of shows in, in November. So until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>